Today is October the 3rd, 2023, and it is officially spooky season, Tricky. But you know who should be spooked is the Big Ten because Maryland football is 5-0, just like our friend, what's his name? Old Rodney Dangerfield. Hey, I I get no respect. No respect. The Maryland Terrapins are getting no respect. They're not getting respect on Big Banner. They're not getting respect in the national news. We get no respect, but guess what? We play Ohio State this week, and it is time to earn that respect. Before we talk Ohio State, we will touch on the annihilation of Indiana University. Not much to talk there. Not much of a game. What do you expect from the state of Indiana? And, of course, we can't go without talking about those Baltimore Orioles and, of course, the passing of Brooks Robinson. I'm telling you now, the Orioles are going to rally around the memory of Brooks, and we're going to bring home that World Series trophy. We'd like to take this time to give a special shout-out to Brendan Malali. That's right. We met him at the Orioles clinching game, and he said he will become an AWL if he gets a shout-out. So, Brendan, there is your shout-out. Get all your friends on the Turtlehead train. Remember, we are the number one podcast for Baltimore Ravens, Baltimore Orioles, and of course, those Maryland Terrapins. So without further ado, let the good times roll and let this music flow through your soul. Buckle up. Here we go. Something magic happens every time you go. You make the magic happen The magic of Orioles baseball When the game is close And the yokes are hot There's a thundering roar from 34 To give it all they got And you never know Who's gonna hear the call Every game does a different start that's the magic of Orioles baseball. Orioles magic, feel it happen. Orioles magic, feel it happen. O-R-I-O-L-E-S. You are listening to the Turtleheads Podcast with your hosts, Dave, Lee, Tricky, and Jordan, proud members of the Big Banter Network. The Terps got Orioles and go Ravens. I'm Eli Monk and I have Maryland pride. When we score the runs, nothing could be more exciting, nothing could be more fun. There's a love affair between you and the team. You're the reason we win when we win, and you know what the magic means. So last week, Tricky, we tried to predict the MLB playoffs. We should have known better because we, I think, gave out the kiss of death. I don't remember what we predicted. All I know is the Orioles winning the World Series, of course. But we now have a bracket. Let's start off Tuesday, October 3rd. Four games. Texas-Tampa Bay, 308. Toronto-Minnesota, 438. Arizona-Milwaukee, 708. miami 
Philadelphia 808. Wild card series, Tricky. Who are we liking? Well, I really um, would have to take uh, Tampa over Texas just because of the swoon Texas has been on of late. And uh, Tampa has fought through uh, losing one of their uh, star uh, position players and their ace pitcher. Uh, and hung with the Orioles near to the end, so uh, I think they have some more fight left on left in them. And I like Minnesota's chances against Toronto because they're from Toronto, and but we we know how they act when it gets to postseason. Tr- tricky. It's two thousand and twenty-three. You know what that means, right? What's that? The Twins haven't won a game since two thousand and four in the playoffs against who? Was it against my New York Yankees? It had to be tricky because for about thirty years, you all played the first round. Every single time. And it was a sweep almost every single time. And so time. they're due. They're, they're due. due. Do they still have uh, Nelly Cruz? No, they, they released him at some, and yeah. then he was Who on the play Padres. The, yeah, he played for a little bit of everybody. Yeah. I think his time is finally coming to an end. That's a shame. Um, but uh, side baseball note, good to see all the uh, tributes to Miguel Cabrera ending his fabulous uh, Hall of Fame-worthy career. Let's uh, get real sidetracked, Tricky. You heard about Oakland, right? What about them? What they gave Miggy. What did they give him? A f- the Oakland's finest bottle of wine. Do you know what the price tag on that finest bottle of wine cost? $6.99. Whoa, tricky. I said finest. We're looking at $80. The Oakland Athletics went above and beyond to give Miggy $80. An $80 gift. And a lot of people said that was the worst gift he got. However, however, a team from Baltimore presented him with a brick. From the warehouse? Yes. One single brick. Which yeah. one do you think he'll cherish more? The recovering alcoholic getting a $80 bottle of wine or the brick? Or the brick. He might take the brick to open the bottle of wine, Tricky. Perhaps. <laughs> uh, but I also saw where I think it was the Tigers uh, staff made him a pair of custom Air Jordan cleats out of actual baseballs from milestones in his career. Now, wouldn't you be upset, Tricky, if you hit your 3,000 hit, your 500 home run, whatever it may be, and now it's turned into a shoe? Yeah, now it's the instep instep of my left cleat. Yes, yes. But no, congratulations to Miggy. Um, I never had a problem with Miggy. Uh, One of my favorite memories, we can do favorite memories of Miggy, um, would be, I couldn't tell you the year, but the Orioles just said, we're intentionally walking that guy. And he hit a double on the intentional walk pitch. That's one of my favorite memories. Uh, I always just enjoyed watching him when uh, a runner got to first base. Oh, yes. Because he never stopped talking, and he was always chatting the guys up. It was like he was best friends with every opposing hitter that got to first base, which with Texas he saw a lot of traffic. (laughs) But, uh, no, he was such a great player uh, all throughout his career. Of course, he's – First triple crown winner since what Carl Yastrzemski or something in '67. No, no. Don't don't disrespect an Oriole like that, Mister Frank Robinson. What about him? He was the last one to win the triple crown. No, I'm pretty sure it was Carl oh, Yastrzemski. No. Here we go. No, please. We're, we're about to see. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Tricky. Uh, Let's see. But uh, anywho, triple. Crown. Um, no, no. No, when Don't he was dead air. when he was with Florida, he he was awesome as as a young ball player. And uh, there it is, Tricky was right. Frank in '66, Carl in '67. '67. How dare I go after Tricky? Uh, yes, let you know, Frank went 316, 49 homers, 122 RBIs. Carl 326, 44 home runs, 121 RBIs. 
You know, and of course, Miggy, 330, 44 home runs, and 139 RBIs. There's old Mickey. Mickey made it in 1956, Tricky. Yep. No, uh, Cabrera was a, a fine ball player for a very long time, and uh, he'll be missed. Do you think we'll baseball. ever see another Triple Crown? I would say no. I don't know. Yeah, because nobody wants to hit for average anymore. And the guys that hit for average are leadoffs that don't hit for power. That don't hit for power, yeah. If you have any power, you're trying to jack, not uh, hit doubles. But you would think with the uh, uh, banishment of the shift that it would make it easier for people to hit for average, but they're just so uh, intent on hitting the ball over the wall. I like what we're doing here, Trey, before we get into playoffs. we got to fill some air with baseball talk because it is – in my opinion, one of the greatest times of the year, playoff baseball. A little crisp in the air. The balls fly a little further and fall. Maybe not. Probably a little less, don't they? Uh, yeah, actually, the uh, colder air is uh, is bad for the baseball. Yes. It, it's better in uh, hot, humid conditions. But um, we're talking about the shift being uh, banished from play. And, of course, we had the pitch clock and all that foolishness. And larger bases, and I, being Mr. Negative, poo-pooed each one of those ideas uh, preseason. But attendance was up league-wide by nearly 10%. So uh, so now do you? I still don't like it because, I mean, it was great seeing Ronald Acuna go uh, 40-70. But when the base is the size of... <laughs> A hubcap, you know, I mean, I mean, or, or the size of a, a manhole cover, rather, um, makes it a little easier to get down there. I feel bad for the catchers. Well, like I said, let's continue a little baseball talk. We talked to uh, Ronald's 40-70. Uh, the Braves is a whole 307 home runs in a season, tying the all-time record for most home runs in a season. What's some other storylines? What's what's the Braves' uh, sluggers at Olsen? Yep, Matt Olsen. Yeah, he – um. He led the league in home runs, and I think the next closest guy was like a dozen or so behind him. It was clear cut. Uh, good to see. Uh, oh, who was it? Just won the American League batting title by sitting down and letting Corey Seager. Uh, and when Corey Seager played, they were like going down to the wire for the um, for the batting championship, and Seager played the last day, and the other dude sat. And uh, who was that? Was he on Tampa? It wasn't. Sh- oh, was it? Um, oh my gosh! Uh, is it Wander Franco? No, or is, no. Is he the one that's uh, suspended? He's in preschool. Um, yeah, um, but it's something. Yandi Diaz, maybe. Oh, okay. Yes, yes. Yandi did have a very good year. Yeah, I think he was the one that sat uh, the final game, and then Seager batted and did not. Uh, he lost by like a point or so. Anyway, but then we go on to San Diego, who had a terrible letdown. I guess the New York had a letdown year. Well, top three payrolls yes. in all of baseball between Yankees, Mets, Mets and yep. Padres. Neither made the World Series. It, I, it I looks, saw. Go ahead. No, it looks like Buck might keep his job. Tricky. Oh, oh no, no, no. He's already. Uh, oh, is he gone. already gone? Yes. Oh. I, I got a uh, an email from AWL Janet Smith ah. yesterday that said Buck's out of work again. Uh, but anywho, sorry, Buck, <laughs> but I, I saw a funny, uh, meme. At least I have a sense of humor. Uh, it said it's that time of year. And it was a picture of Yankee stadium with a spirit Halloween banner stretched ah. across the top because, you know, they're pretty much closed for business. So they might as well sell 
cheap Halloween costumes in there. And then the Orioles win the AL East this year. Tricky. Did t- they? I, I barely us. noticed. Everybody around us here on the eastern shore of Maryland is all of a sudden the biggest Oriole fan you've ever met. I've never seen this many people this excited for baseball. So, Well, Tricky, you should be happy. We tied the New York Yankees with the most AL East division titles in the past 10 years with two. There you go. There it is. But um, anything else we want to talk about? We talked about Wanda Franco touching kids. Um, let's see. What's some other highlights? Brewers are looking like they're peaking at the right time. Right time. See if they can actually advance. Anything else you can think of before we get into the playoff deep? Anything? Oh yeah, fire Aaron Boone. Oh uh, yes, yes, oh, yes, yes. I can't believe I made it this far into the podcast. Almost but fire made it Aaron Boone. So let's move on. So Tuesday we talked about the games. I see Tampa Bay winning that series. Do you agree? Uh, yes, yes. Texas. Uh, they pulled at Texas. Yeah, I think they've petered out. It's petered out. Um, Toronto, like you said, Toronto teams. That's actually going to be a great matchup. Toronto's are ter- to all Toronto teams are terrible in the postseason. However, Minnesota's no better, so that should be a interesting game to say the least. I kind of wish the Orioles got the winner of that series. Um, Arizona, Milwaukee. I think that's going to be a great series. The baby snakes did it; they made it to the playoffs. And then, of course, Miami shocking everybody. I saw they had the worst odds to win the World Series at like plus four thousand. And everybody's jumping on that Philadelphia train. I smell an upset, Tricky. Do you? Well, I would have to disagree. As much as I want Miami to uh, advance in the playoffs on the strength of Scott Stapp of Creed, who sings their new fight song, <laughs> um, I just think Philly's more built for the playoffs. They've got a nice young team down there in Miami, and nobody certainly uh, had them pegged for the playoffs at the beginning of the season. Um, certainly coming out of the uh, NL East. But, um, yeah, I, I'm sorry. I, I, I just have to take the Phillies on that one. I just want to let you know, Tricky, this will be the fourth time the Marlins have made the playoffs in their history, won the World Series twice, never won the East Division. They were the wild card every time. Could this be another year, 97, 2003, and 2023? Could no. this be it, Tricky? No. Gosh. No, I, I love your optimism and, and you pulling for the underdog. But, uh, again, Philadelphia is more playoff ready. They have Bryce Harper and uh, the Marlins don't. Well, let's move forward. So let's say, what are you going to take? We'll take uh, Tampa Bay. Sure. Do you want to take Toronto? No. You're going to take Minnesota? Yeah. This is the year. This is it. Yeah, they're so, ready. So we're going to take Tampa. Minnesota. I got to go against Shane if I have a choice. Uh, Again, talking about the Phillies being more playoff ready than Miami, I think given um, the way the two teams' seasons ended, I think uh, Milwaukee is a little uh, better built for the postseason than Arizona. But Arizona's scrappy. I mean, that's that's why I can't I can't really count out anybody in the um, in the American League. Because every one of them has got firepower. Uh, maybe the Twins, maybe not as big a hitters. Um, but uh, everybody in the National League lineup, they, they can all hit the ball. So so we'll, get, we'll take Brewers, Phillies, Rays, Twins. Okay. And then I, I like the Orioles-Tampa Bay matchup. I don't love it, but I'll take it. I think I think we go to the ALCS this year, Tricky. I really do. Truly deep down, do I think we win the World Series? I don't know. I was talking about this today at work. I'm scared 
because we're so young with no playoff experience. But on the other, it's like a uh, Jackal and Hyde. Maybe that's a good thing. Oh yeah, they say you know maybe maybe you're too don't too young to know any better. Yep. So maybe you're not worried about it. Maybe you're not tensing up because of previous playoff failures and uh, expectations because there have been none. Yep. Nobody even at the uh, trade deadline we said why aren't they picking up this guy or that guy and they came out and said that you know they're not trying to throw it all in on this year. So even the organization didn't have the highest of expectations for the club. So uh, I think the ALCS is certainly attainable. And um, so who do you see the Orioles facing as they advance to the ALCS? I Unfortunately, actually, no, I got to. If the ALDS was a seven-game series, I would take whoever's playing the Astros. Here's the reason why. The Astros, for some reason, are terrible at home. So think about it. If it was a seven-game series, 2-3-2, two, two, two on the road, let's say, Astros and Blue Jays or Astros Twins. Well, if it's the Blue Jays, I think they have a chance. If it's the Twins, not so much. But if you split it with the Astros, one and one on your home turf, you go to Houston for three games, that's actually an advantage for the away team because they are so bad at home. I mean, Orioles just won two out of three in Houston. So that could pair well tricky if the Orioles make it to ALCS versus the Astros. That's a 2-3-2 two, two series. Well, However... It's yes. a three at home. So we'd have to split one and then win three at home. Well, consider who the Astros' opponent may be. Now, if they're playing Toronto, that's an advantage to Houston because they're both uh, – I mean, they're both, it's, it's a dome stadium in Toronto and you know Houston's coming from Texas, no big deal. But if they're playing in Minnesota on the road, it could be a little brisk. A little yeah, and those Houston boys aren't used to those cold Minnesota autumns. So uh, perhaps weather may Maybe come into play. Maybe a little snow. Maybe a little snow. Hey, it, it's certainly possible. It could come into play. So uh, You know what? I'm sorry. I was on the edge of Orioles against the World Series. I got Orioles. Taking it all, Tricky. I was trying. To, that was for Dylan Kay and the boys over at Purdue and Indiana. I was trying to be non-biased, but you know what? I can't do it. Orioles all the way. Team USA all the way. Ravens. Maryland. Boom. America. America, and I don't care who we play for the NL. It don't matter. Um, Atlanta is it too sexy of a pick? I think. I just. I don't think they do it, Tricky. I think it's too sexy of a pick. I just don't know. I mean, everybody thinks it's going to be Atlanta Dodgers, but uh, what a series! Though, could you imagine, Tricky? But I, I think Milwaukee or Philadelphia, either one of them, could surprise the Dodgers or the uh, the Braves because. Especially the Dodgers, because sometimes they can go into a slump, but the Braves just got so much hitting, man. Shout out to Braves. Did you hear what they're doing? They are they are tired of last year laying an egg versus Philadelphia. They are playing baseball all week this week. They are doing uh, inter-squad scrimmages at the ballpark and inviting the public to come watch. Nice. That's actually a smart move, in my opinion. That's another thing I'm worried about, Tricky. Orioles with five days off. The boys couldn't handle the celebration of the ALC cha- ALE's championship. Adley was hungover. Gunner was hungover. Had to miss the game after we clinched, which good for them. There was nothing really to play for after that because Atlanta already summed up the number one overall seed. But I will say, boys, if we win the ALDS or the ALCS, let's take it easy. Celebrate hard after the World Series. But let's do it. Let's go. Uh, no, I can't do it. That'd be Drew versus Jordan, Braves versus Orioles. I'm going 1983 style Phillies, Orioles. Okay. 
I like it. You like it? No, it's one of my earliest baseball memories was that particular World Series. Come on home, Tricky. Come on home. I like turtles. All right, Tricky. Let's do it. Let's talk Maryland football. That's right. You're 5-0 and Maryland Terrapins who are getting zero love nationally, locally, anywhere. A lot of people like to put out the picture of no fans in the stands from this past week. Oh, yes, let's take a picture of the fans in the fourth quarter when your team is annihilating those football players of Indiana. By the way, do you know what Leo means, Tricky, on their helmets? No, what does Leo mean? Yes, I was wondering also, the new coach wrote L-E-O on the whiteboard. His first meeting with the team and said, do you all know what this means? They were like, no. So at this time, Tricky, you're thinking, oh, yeah, he's about to get us hyped up like Dion, right? Yeah. L-E-O, love each other. Aww. Now they wonder why Indiana football is so bad. Indiana Hoosiers, Purdue, Colts, whatever you want to say. I am doing get off my lawn mixed in with Maryland Football Review. So we follow a couple people on the Big Banner Network because we're part of the Big Banner Network. Shout out, Big Banner. However, there are schools out in Indiana such as Indiana and Purdue, who I've just had enough of. You know, we're on this communication called Slack, and we all talk to each other, and it's supposed to be big banter. Well, whenever we throw any kind of banter or sarcasm at them, they get offended. They sometimes run to the principal and tell on us, and we have to get pulled in for, what is it, diversity, equality, and sensitivity training, whatever you want to call it. And... What it's brought to my attention is how come they can call us obscene names or make fun of us for putting our team number one when we're undefeated, but the minute we speak up, all of a sudden it's wrong and we don't know how to act proper. Well, I got news for you, Indiana, the state of Indiana. We're the Turtleheads, and guess what? We are who we are, and we're not going to change a thing. I'm even thinking, Tricky, when we win Saturday against Ohio State, I'm done playing nice. I'm putting Maryland number one in my top 25 poll also because you know what? I truly believe we are the best football team in the Big Ten. And I can say that because we're 5-0. and We're not a struggling Indiana or Purdue team who struggles to beat Akron or Illinois, whatever it may be. We go out there, we play the teams we're supposed to play, and we dominate. And this Saturday, I'm telling you right now, turn up the radio. Maryland wins. Put the house on Maryland. No kiss of death. The time is now. Maryland football is back. Shane Hazel said, Jordan, are you going to talk on the podcast and get me hyped up to believe when we're going to win? Brother, you better believe it because we're going to do it. So, Tricky, let's go into the Indiana game. The domination of Maryland versus Indiana. First thoughts, what do you got? Well, I saw where um, we still are passing the ball a lot. I thought we would run more against Indiana. But um, what I did uh, in my off time after the game was we're getting ready to play Ohio State. They've played Indiana this season. How did our performance match up against those poisonous nuts of Ohio State? Well, Maryland had the ball for only 21 minutes and 56 seconds. However... They had 472 total yards, 352 passing, 120 rushing for 8.7 yards of play. Again, 21 and a half minutes. Ohio State in 31 and a half minutes, only 380 total yards, 230 passing, 
uh, 5.7 yards per play. So if we're out there boat racing Indiana, 44 to 17, and the vaunted Ohio State Buckeyes offense uh, puts up less yards than us, had the ball for 10 minutes longer, and only beat them 23 to 3, I like our chances this coming uh, Saturday. 100% agree, Tricky. 100%. I, I've said it for the past two weeks when Ohio State played Notre Dame. I haven't watched a lot of Ohio State. I don't think their offense is there. The days of, what is it, C.J. Stroud and who else? Uh, of course, Joey Burrow was there. And Ohio State takes credit for Joey Burrow. But last time I checked, Joey Burrow won a Heisman National title at LSU. So- and Quinn Ewers of Texas. Oh, He's an former Buckeye. Ohio State. So apparently the best Buckeye is an ex-Buckeye. Yes. But I'm telling you right now, I don't know what it is. We may go out there. We may lose 60 to nothing. I don't know. I've, I wouldn't Not going to happen, sir. I, I wouldn't be surprised because I've seen it happen before. But I'm telling you right now, this team is different. And if I was an Ohio State Buckeye fan, I would be very worried. And you'll have a chance to hear how worried they are because we are doing a crossover with Ohio State OHIO podcast over there on Big Banner Network. Crossover event tonight should come up this week sometime with Eric and the boys. Should be a great time, but I'm telling you, and you'll be able to hear more of it then because there's really not much to talk about Indiana. It was total domination. They got their last two touchdowns against our third string. Congratulations, Indiana, on 17 points against our third string. But I think Talia's playing his best football. By the way, shout out to uh, Fox who had trouble pronouncing Talia's name the whole game. You think if you're getting paid the big bucks, you know how to pronounce his name. But he's playing the best football of his career. I think everything's going in the right direction. If we were to lose, I think it's going to be a close margin, but I don't see it happening. I really, truly believe Maryland goes on the road Saturday at 12 o'clock, and they pull off. I'm not even calling it upset. They pull out the wind. Now, Jordan, are we talking about our Maryland Terrapins going against the undefeated Ohio State University, I believe it was uh, Turtlehead Lee that pointed that out in the advertisements for next week's big game. Yes. They mentioned the Maryland Terrapins taking on undefeated Ohio State University. Well, I'm going to tell you something there, poisonous nuts. There are only three teams in Division I college football that have won all their games this season by at least 18 points. Yes. They are. Michigan, a v- another very fine ball club up in the Pacific Northwest who will go unnamed, and your Maryland Terrapins. That's it. And we can't get in the top 25. Which I'm happy about that, Tricky. I didn't want to be ranked. You know why? Would it be nice to be ranked? Sure. But I don't want to be ranked because I want to go in there and I want the undefeated Ohio State University to lose to the unranked Maryland Terrapins. And I just think it's going to be a momentum builder. You have Illinois, which is going to be a scrappy team, but it's at home for homecoming. And then Northwestern. And then we bring on Penn State. I'm looking at 7-0 and against Penn State at home. You're talking about Bird being electric. It's going to be electric. Well, Jordan, we don't have to worry about not getting Ohio State's best game. Sometimes there are traps in the schedule, or maybe they're looking ahead to their next opponent. No, they are fully focused on our shellbacks because they have a bye the following week. Isn't that no no. Not the following week. They had a bye this week, Tricky. Isn't that convenient? 
They get a bye before playing Maryland, but yet Maryland's bye doesn't come, what, for another mm, three weeks? I mean, how pitiful is that? October 21st is our bye. So we have to reel off seven wins or six, was that three? Uh, seven, we have to play seven games in order to get a bye. But meanwhile, the Ohio State, I guess you call the flagship of the Big Ten football, gets a hot four weeks in their bye. No, actually, Jordan, they, lucky ducks that they are, get two bye weeks. They have their natural bye week, but the week following the Maryland game, they're playing the don'ts. Oh, I see what you did there, Tricky. You now you set me up. Yes, yes, I did. Hook, yes. line, and sinker. Let's talk about that, Tricky. We're gonna get, we're getting really deep in the Big Ten right here. I want you to look at this schedule. I want you to picture instead of them, I want you to picture Maryland playing this team. So let's say Maryland started the season off, I don't know, against a team called Utah State. You think we could win? Yeah, I like our chances. Do you think we win by more than 10? Oh, I would think we would win by three scores at least. Okay, then we play those vaunted Cornhuskers yourself. Not Nebraska. That's old pioneer specialist Iowa State. Do you think we could win by more than seven against Iowa State? The Cyclones? I didn't know they still played football. But then we'd have to go and play this rugged team out of Western Michigan. You like our chances there, Tricky? I think we're undefeated so far. Now, there will be a game we'd have to play Penn State, which I still think are the two best teams in the Big Ten. So there's one hard game. Then we'll go to Michigan State. Well, we've already took care of them. And then the don'ts. I think we all know that answer. And then I guess you could call it a big game versus Wisconsin. To finish off the season, a little Minnesota, Northwestern, Buckards, Illinois, and Nebraska. Looking at that schedule, how do you not see 10 or 11 wins sitting there? That's right. That's the Iowa Hawkeyes schedule. You talking about a cakewalk, but don't worry. All those folks over at Big Banner are getting on us about our week schedule. Last time I checked, they still had Iowa ranked in front of us based off that schedule. So let's take the time to Big Banner, put the hate to the side. I know we're the new kids on the block in the Big Ten and you all hate us. Whatever. We don't really care. We don't lose sleep over Big Ten teams. But put it to the side. You're now put on notice. Maryland football is here and here to stay. Tricky. We're not done. We're going right back into it. I don't know where these boys over at Big Banner and the Big Ten think they're this prominent, too good for Maryland football, basketball school. Last time I checked, the last Big Ten team to win a national title in basketball was, that's right, Maryland Terrapins. And I got news for you. What has the Big Ten done in football in the past couple years? Ohio State has one national title. What else? Michigan lost. Penn State never seems to make it to the big dance. So what have they done? Why Why is all of a sudden these teams are so much more superior than Maryland? At the end of the day, if you win a game in the Tulip Bowl against, I don't know, Akron, that really doesn't mean much for me. Maryland is on the rise. and I'm just sick and tired of the complaining by Big Ten fans. What have we done to them, Tricky, except win? Well, I think that's the problem. Um They've been worried about us since we entered the Big Ten as far as the basketball powerhouse that the University of Maryland at College Park is. But they weren't expecting us to be any good in football. And in short fashion, we've taken over the conference. Yes. Now, when you talk about all this hate and vitriol we receive in the slack world, it's not coming from... I've never heard one word from... The Michigan Wolverine fans. Uh, I haven't heard anything uh, from the Northwestern fans. I don't think Minnesota has any fans. 
but uh, the Ohio State guys have been cool. Michigan State guys were cool. It's just coming from one sad, pitiful part of the country, and um, I love it. I absolutely love it because I am bringing the heat over there on Slack. They get so upset with everything that I post, and it fuels me. So um, keep it up there, uh, state of Indiana. Well, I typed in, is there anything interesting to do in Indiana? There's the Children's Museum, the Holiday World and Splash and Safari. If that doesn't get you, here comes more. The Indianapolis Zoo. How about Horseshoe Hammond or Benjamin Harrison's presidential site? Yes, yes. So as you're planning your next summer vacation, go ahead. Cross it off your bucket list. The state of Indiana, where there's nothing to do. We're headed to Lambeau Field where the Lions take on the Packers. The Packers and Jordan Love looking to get back on track, but Aaron Rodgers ain't walking through that door anytime soon as Jared Goff and the Lions win 34-20. Dan Campbell holds back tears. Let's head over across the pond for some Sunday morning tea and Triscuits. That's right. The Jaguars host the Falcons in London. The Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence walk all over the Falcons. Arthur Smith might want to grow his mustache again as the Jaguars win 23-7. Let's head back over to the pond. And that's right, back in America, home of the Super Bowl. We have the matchup of the week, the Dolphins and the Bills. However, the Dolphins were told not to show up, it looks like, because the Bills walked all over the Dolphins. Moving on to the land of the Chicago Bears. The Bears. However, the Bears are 0-4 as they lose another game. It's time to sell everyone in Chicago. Maybe even the Bear himself. Broncos win 31-28. Did you know in 1996, the Cleveland Browns moved to Baltimore to become the Ravens? It's never been a contest. Lamar Jackson walks all over the number one defense. Ravens win 28-3. Kenny throws a picket, walks into Texas, and says, Oh, the Texans? Easy cooking. However, it was C.J. Stroud who was doing the cooking. Texas win 36. Minnesota Vikings looking for their first win of the year against the winless Panthers. Bryce Young just doesn't look like he's NFL ready as Kirk Cousins throws a pick six but still wins 21 13. Minshew Mania. Can it continue again? Not this time as the Rams take them to overtime and win 29-23. Don't look now, but Baker Mayfield may be good again as they go down to Nolens and they face the Saints. However, it wasn't much of a game as Buccaneers walk the dog 26-9. In what seems like every week, it's the Commander's Super Bowl. They went into the link and they had upset on the mind as Sam Howe is that guy. He don't have the dog in him. He's got the cat in him because he just can't finish. Eagles winning overtime. 34-31. Joey Burrow gets paid and all of a sudden he looks like Macaulay Calkin in prison. As he feels his arm, is he hurt again? Nope, it's just another loss. Titans win. 27-3. 
as fire Josh McDaniels rains down from Turtlehead Studios. The Chargers helped the cause because they hosted the Raiders. And the Chargers walked all over them, holding off a late push by the Raiders. Chargers win. 24-17. The Cowboys got back on track this week against the Patriots. As Bill Belichick has to wonder, maybe I'm not a good coach. I just had a good quarterback. As they lose again. Cowboys 38. Patriots 3. Brock, he ain't purdy none. Shows the Cowboys what it's like to be the number one team in the power rankings as they host the Cardinals and destroy the Cardinals. 14 and a half point favorites and they hold off. Ah, uh, yeah. Patrick Mahomes here. Uh, Taylor Swift's going on the road now? Oh, uh, yeah, man. She's my girlfriend. Oh, uh, Andy. Uh, I don't think we're very good. I like that Zach Wilson fell over New York. I'm just going to throw three interceptions so he gets more playing time. Chiefs, hold off. Win 23-20. All right, Tricky. NFL. I'm happy. You know why I'm happy, Tricky? Because you got to face a rookie quarterback um, against the Browns. Hey, like Dave said, I don't hear nothing complaining about injuries. Injuries happen, Tricky. They happen. Um, I'm happy because not only did the Ravens win, the Steelers lost. The Bengals lost, and of course, the Browns lost. What a day to be a Ravens fan, Tricky, and I'm sorry about your Raiders. I'm sorry about Dave's Redskins, but it's a good day to be a Ravens fan, Tricky. Come on home. Well, I had hope, foolish as I can often be, that that turd from West Lafayette, Aiden O'Connell, was going to save my Raiders' season. But all he did was lay down in fear every time Khalil Mack got anywhere near him. And when he wasn't sitting on his rear, he was just giving the ball to the Chargers. And we still almost won the game. So I guess you got to blame the coach then. So fire Josh McDaniels. Is that all you got on your Raiders, Tricky? Yes. Good night. They covered. That's all that matters. No, I'm sorry. Chargers covered. The Raiders did not cover. Um so we can talk Ravens, talk Lamar Jackson looking great. I think even Tricky could maybe agree. Two rushing touchdowns, two throwing touchdowns. It's better than anything we got over there in Las Vegas, that's for sure. I mean, Tricky, uh, we played the number one defense in the NFL. And I think uh, between you guys and Kansas City, you might have the worst receiver groups of any teams in the NFL. I mean, who's a stud receiver for Baltimore? Odell Beckham. Okay. Rashad Bateman. Yeah. Zay Flowers. Come on, Tricky. No way. Oh, my gosh. Mark Andrews. No, he's it. I mean, I'm, I'm glad to see his sudden resurgence. He had, Nelson a, good, he had a good game. No, come on. We, we even tried that, I think. Duvernay. No, it, it's sad, man. Deep, um, Tricky. We're deep. No, I mean. Dante uh, Demas. He's on our practice squad. Well, he's, he's the only bright light that I see. <laughs> no, honestly. Everybody talked about how Aaron Rodgers was so great and he just never had any receivers there in um, in Green Bay. But some of those guys were pretty darn good. But I don't know any of these dudes for the uh, Baltimore. None of them. Uh, you don't the know world. Odell Beckham, Tricky. Yeah, I know who he is. I mean, I know their names, but, I mean, they're not lighting up the uh, scoreboards each week. It's all pretty much on Lamar. So uh, Who I think is having a – Dare I say MVP season, Tricky? He's looking great, but he's also healthy right now. It is a 17-game season, so his his health, 
he and Josh uh, Allen are the two people who are relied on the most by their team. If they were to go out, then the backup could not replicate what they're doing. Do you think the backup at Cincinnati is better than Joey Burrow? I think Cincinnati's just complete trash. Um, oh, how they've fallen. Yeah, and, and, and quickly, too, because uh, they can't seem to get their offensive line right, man. Joe Burrow takes shots, bro. And you know what I can't wait for next year? Because they're going to finish this season like three and whatever. And next year, they're going to be like the team to watch. Joey Burrow's healthy. Because you notice every time he loses. Yesterday, he's lost – Started stretching out the old arm. The old yeah, arm he's got the, he's got Chris Paul syndrome. Yes. I, I've accused other people of that. Every every time things aren't going well, they start grabbing something. Uh, ben Roethlisberger used to do the same thing. But they're going to be the team to watch next year, and I can't wait for that over under. It's going to be like over under eight wins for Cincinnati, and everybody's going to be slamming it. I'm taking the under because Cincinnati is back where they belong. They had a couple good years with Carson, and then of course Andy Dalton somehow led them to. Great seasons, not even great, good seasons. And then, of course, Joey Burrows had two quote unquote great seasons, but they are back. It's the sense that I know there's already trouble in the locker room. Jamar Chase was running his mouth yesterday. He's saying he's always open, just throw me the ball. So, excuse me, the Cincinnati Bengals are getting right where we want them. They should be checked out here in about another three weeks. So that means, in my opinion, I think the Ravens, it's their division to lose. I was going to say, I think they're the only team in the division that will actually make the playoffs. Yep. I mean, uh, at the beginning of the season, I could have picked three of the four teams to make the playoffs, uh, but it certainly doesn't look that way now. Kenny Pickett got hurt for the Steelers. Uh, even healthy Deshaun Watson wasn't great. Um, they threw the ball the wrong way that time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and 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 that poor kid from uh, UCLA, man. Oh God, he oh, looked man. awful for the Browns, man. I'm surprised they didn't announce his retirement today. I, if I was him, I'd never walk on the football. Team Dorian again. Thompson, Robinson, Jackson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yes, so let's go into that trick. Let's segue right into football. Oh, by the way, we did mention Dave's Redskins. They lost. Carry on, Redskins. Hey, they fought though, man. That that how That's all we can ask, man. For. He's. He might not be the the prettiest uh, thrower of the football or the best quarterback in the league, but uh, he's a cat, not that, a dog, a cat. That, well, he he's got a set on him. That cat, uh, he has not been uh, neutered. Uh, but uh, so let's yeah, go into Riverboat that. Ron, though. What 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 about him? Just no. Nah, I think we'll just go for overtime. Yes. Yeah, so when does he do that? Yeah. I, that that blew my mind. You finally had Philly on the ropes, and you could have the knockout punch. You're like, no, nah, I think I'll just clutch and dance for the rest of the round, and maybe get him in the in the tenth. Like, no, nah, dude, go for it. I think I think Philadelphia needs to run the tush push every play for a whole series. I think they get a touchdown of it. That's like four yards every time they do it. Yeah. So I'm all about the tush push. The tush push. Yes, but let's go into it, Tricky. We're a quarter of the way to the NFL. It's hard to believe. Of course, the old schedule is a quarter of the way, 16 games. We now play 17. But let's just call it the quarter of the way to the NFL season. Going into October, give me a quarterback who has disappointed you so far. Oh, there are so many. Uh, I could start at home, uh, but how can you be disappointed that Jimmy Garoppolo got injured? Uh, because that's kind of what Jimmy Garoppolo does. Uh, my biggest disappointment so far was my, is my uh, preseason MVP pick, Trevor Lawrence. How is it that uh, rookie C.J. Stroud is having a better season 
than the vaunted Trevor Lawrence. They dominated Pittsburgh. Or, I'm sorry, Houston dominated Pittsburgh yesterday. Oh, absolutely. I was When I said that, I was thinking of my pick. My disappointment is all we heard was preseason how good Kenny Pickett looked. Oh, man. Wow. Is Mitch is Trubisky yes. still there? Our, Mitchy Biscuits? And we're playing him next week. This oh. will be the third week in a row Ravens play a backup. But i got to say, is Biscuits better than Pickett? I always thought so to begin with. I, yes. I didn't like him coming out of college, um, and he's shown me nothing uh, really so far in the pros. And Trubisky actually is the last quarterback to take the Chicago Bears to the playoffs. And look how that's looking out. Uh, Roquan Smith was traded a year ago. They are now 0-13 since his trade. Yes, have not won a game. However, they um, – got the first round pick this year from Arizona and are in this coming draft. So uh, either one of them could be the two worst teams in the NFL. So they could have the number one and and number two overall picks in the draft. Has it ever happened before, Turkey? No, not, not to my knowledge, but what do you do? Do you go Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison Jr.? Which, by the way, I keep hearing all this Marvin Harrison Jr. He ain't no Ty Felton, brother. That's right. Come on, dude. Not one, not two, but three touchdowns. Shout out. Mr. Felton last week. We didn't even mention that, Tricky, because we're too pissed off at Indiana. But anyway, do you go Marvin Harrison? You got to go Caleb Williams. You got to. Justin Fields is done. Move on. Bye-bye. But I don't think I don't think you need to go Marvin Harrison. I think you got to get someone in the defensive end. You got to get a linebacker, a are safety, you, a Are you forced to go one and two? Or trade? do you trade either one of those picks Say you trade a number one and end up getting two later first round picks, and you get two stud offensive linemen out of it. You can't. You can't trade Caleb Williams. No, you you draft Caleb Williams so the and, and then trade number two. Yeah. To get uh you know later in the draft, but with some other compensatory picks. Here you go. Call and, up a team. I don't know Arizona who doesn't have a first round pick and say, Hey, you want your number two pick back? Uh, yeah. Okay. We're going to take your number one next year and your second round this year. Mm-hmm. You get a great offensive line, maybe a Terp and the offensive line in. Maybe get him early in the second round because it's going to be an early second round pick. So you make Arizona a little happy and you steal him again. Why not? Maybe we should be GMs, Tricky. I I know a place uh, on the other side of the country in their Star Wars looking stadium that could use a good general manager. And I can't be worse than the one that we have. Speaking of which, have you seen the sphere in Las Vegas? You two opened it up last night. It looked amazing. Have you seen it? No, I have not. It's basically one giant LED ball you sit inside of. It is amazing. Check it out to all our AWS. Check out the sphere out in Las Vegas. But with all that said, uh, what else we got going on in the NFL that we're how about people not disappointed in? How about people that are overachieving? Anybody that you can think of? Well I'm going Lamar Jackson. Everybody talked much, about the much maligned. Uh, Lamar Jackson, sure. But I was going to say, everybody complained about his big pay pay that he took, and everybody said they didn't want him in the offseason. Nobody made bids on him. Well, he's proven them all wrong right now. Granted, we're just 3-1. and one. We should be 4-0. No. Let's just put that Colts game behind us. The one bright spot in Indiana right now is one win. But Lamar has looked like Lamar. He's making good decisions. He has had a couple fumble issues. I don't know what's going on there. I don't know if his hand shrunk in the offseason. But... 
Lamar is looking good, so he's my player that's overachieving. Well, there is one player that's having the greatest season of any player ever at his position, and I'll leave the pronunciation to you. What is the name of the young man playing wide receiver for the Rams that's got like 38 catches in four games? Cooper Cup. <laughs> nope, it is not Cooper Cup, um, but uh, I'm trying to think of his name now. Oh, I got us. There he goes. Oh, yes. That's old Puka Nuka. Yes. Puka Nakua. Yes. Who is going to um, smash the all-time reception record at this current rate. Old Is he Is he 17? Old Puka Nuka. Where's he even from? Uh, with a name like that, I would uh, gather perhaps he's of some Polynesian descent. Where did he play ball? Let's find out. Let's find more out about Puka Nuka. We are the number one Puka Nuka podcast. In case yes, we are. Puka Nuka. He is a wide receiver for those Rams. He played college at Washington and BYU. High school is Samoa. Mm-hmm. No, he grew I, up in Utah. Attended a high school in Utah. Oh, I'm sorry. He didn't go to high school in Samoa. He was His family is from Samoa. Yes, but there is a very large Samoan community in in Utah, yes. as many of them do convert to the Mormon faith. Do you know what Puka stands for? What? Fat and chubby. Fat and chubby Nakua. We are definitely now the number one Puka Nakua podcast. East, west, north, and south, and in greater Waco, Texas. I like Puka Nuka better. I'm sure he does, too. Let's see if we can get him on the pod. Yes. Stay tuned, AWLs. We will be efforting his people so uh, he is. He is. We can get Puka west of Waco. Nuka. Tricky. Yes, he is. But we'll make an exception. Okay. All right. So now we'll be west of Puka Nuka. Yes. All right, Tricky. It's just me and you today. How about power rankings? Me and you, top ten teams, football. So Dave came and complained that he doesn't get the first pick. Although one and two isn't looking very good, or whatever they are, two and two. Oh, I thought you were gonna let me have another one, Tricky. Oh, you had to switch it up. You you trying to kill your uh <laughs> Send her home! Tricky! Yeah, I'll just let you know, my right wrist has been hurting Tricky. I don't know what I've done. Get God, you always have to blame an injury. <laughs> Alright, Tricky. Let's go. You taking the first pick? This your per- hey, now you can say you've taken the first pick. You don't always give it away. That's right. I was going to give it to Dave. I re- <laughs> this was going to be the week. I was going to give it to Dave, but he's not here. I'm sorry. Um, I felt I owed it to him, but not anymore. Um, it's funny because last week or two weeks ago, we had the Dallas Cowboys as the best team in the NFL. Last week, they didn't make our top ten. Last week, the Miami Dolphins, number one in the power rankings, best team in the NFL. And the roles are reversed yet again. But, uh, I mean, right now it's got to be the Philadelphia Eagles, number one. Um, Unless you think... uh, I don't know, Tricky. I I know Shane wants me to say uh, San Francisco. Unless it's a good idea. Are you trying to give the Eagles a kiss of death? I think it's a good idea. The past two number ones have fallen. I like that, Tricky. Let's get Philadelphia out of there. Are you sticking with them? No, I can't because not only 
have the 49ers uh, scored more points than the Eagles, but they've given up much less on the defensive end. So, uh, no, I think the 49ers are going to have to be number one this week. Well, then, I hate to do it, but I'll, I'll take those Eagles at number two. This really was going to be the year I thought that the AFC was just going to show off and show out. But the NFC this year has been the more dominant conference, in my opinion. And I love Jared Goff and those Detroit Lions at number three. Wow. David Montgomery running for his life this past week. Uh, give me the Lions. And now, Jordan, who would you like, as you are an objective NFL fan, who would you like at number four? Right now, I would take those Kansas City Chiefs, but they looked terrible last night. Mahomes threw three interceptions against the Jets. Tricky. Those Jets. Well, and the, then, he was, they were nervous for having to play in front of Taylor oh, Swift yes. two weeks in a row. Yes. I hope everybody enjoyed last week's Taylor's version of the Turtleheads. But then you look at Buffalo, and you say, man, Buffalo's looking good. But who did Buffalo lose to, Tricky? Do you remember? Those same lousy New York Jets. Yes. So, I can't take them at four. There's only one team left to take, Tricky. Who's that, Jordan? They're three and one, coming mm-hmm. off a great divisional win this week. I'm taking those Baltimore Ravens. Wow, I did not see that coming. You're always surprising me. Um, so, now you, Tricky, at number five. Well, it's certainly not going to be the Dolphins because... For all the points they've put up, they sure give up plenty as well. I, I lost in the under uh, in our uh, picks this week uh, on that game because, uh, man, did they let Buffalo uh, put up a lot of points on them. So um, I'm going to have to take those Dallas Cowboys uh, who put up a decent defensive performance, even missing uh, Trayvon Diggs. Um, they still have Micah Parsons. I think Cowboys is an easy choice. Me at number six, I will now take those Buffalo Bills who dismantled who we thought was the number one team, Miami Dolphins. Uh, Then the Chiefs, even though uh, I hate them, uh, they've still only lost one game. And uh, was that to the Colts? Yes. Wow. So I guess you would consider that. No, the Chiefs? The Chiefs? Yeah, who's no, the lost Lions? Team? The Lions. Ah, that's right. In the very first, I, yes. I knew it was a, um, a blue team. Yes, a blue team. Yes, very good. Yeah. Good save. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that tells you how good the Lions are. If anybody didn't like my pick for number three, one of their wins is against the Chiefs. Yes, a top ten Chiefs. Yes. And then that leaves me with eight. I picked them last week. Got a little flack for it. How about those Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Three and one now, at eight. Yeah, Baker Mayfield. Doing big things. And then number nine, Tricky? Well, they're going to play tonight, and I think they're going to win over those New York Giants. I think the Seahawks, yep, that was the kiss of death. Sorry, uh, Seattle, but uh, everybody gets one. And then finishing off at number 10, I'm not going to drop them all the way out, Tricky, like the Cowboys. I'm going to put Miami at 3-1 and one at number 10. So there it is. There's your NFL power rankings, which is Tricky and Jordan this week. Half of the turtle heads. I'm sure Lee and Dave will have their thoughts, but I think we can all agree those Redskins don't belong in the top 10. Let's go talk Ryder Cup. We don't have Shane here to talk Ryder Cup, but I think we can all agree disappointment. 
the Europeans, 16 and a half. The Americans, 11 and a half. Just to let you know, I'm very disappointed in one USA representative, and his name is Ricky Fowler. Apparently, the putt to win it for Europe was only like two and a half feet. Make the man putt it out. Do not just bow down and say, here you go, Tommy Fleetwood, as you call him, fairway Jesus. Yes. but Nobody messes with the Jesus. But um, Ricky Fowler put it in the water hole. Jordan Spieth, terrible at the end. Whatever happened to Jordan Spieth? I don't know. He was the next Tiger. Can we talk about how bad a Team America was? And they're all names, though. I mean, Kepka. Max Homa played his balls off, and so did Kepka. But what about the rest of the guys? Like, what what, what are we doing here? No, I, I, it was it was a terrible showing. It just reminded me of some of our Olympic basketball performances, where even when we had good players, they just didn't take it to heart like they should have. I mean, it's one country against all of Europe, and uh, we were never in this tournament. Uh, we mentioned last week that the course was uh, sure. more of yeah more of a European style. So obviously, it was being played over there um, in Rome. But uh, yeah, just just hitting the ball a long ways is not the only component in golf. Uh, you got to have an iron game. You got to be able to putt and. Uh, Seemed like those guys not only had an easy time of it, they looked like they were having a great time doing it, too. I mean, the American guys looked like they were gripping, and the Europeans looked relaxed, in my opinion. Well, and that's like, I guarantee you reverse roles here. If Ricky was going for the shot to win that hole, I guarantee if Fleetwood had made him put it out, 100%. I just, it must, America hasn't won on European soil. I think it goes back to, what, 2006, I think it was. Something crazy. We... America's got to get it together. I mean, we invented golf, Tricky. That's right. Just like ice hockey. And soccer. And baseball. But we got to get it together. Two years, home home turf, bring it back home. But it was rather disappointing. I think we could have done it. There was a chance there Sunday that it looks like America or Europe opened the door for America to come in. And like we talked about, Ricky Fowler and Jordan Spieth. Said, nah, we're good, fam. So that's our Ryder Cup talk. Disappointed, disappointed. But there's always two years now from now, right, Tricky? That's right. You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. So how about a little sports book time with Tricky and Jordan? Maryland has opened at 19 and a half dogs against Ohio State. Please hammer those Terps, 19 and a half. Again, you're talking about a 5-0 and Maryland Terrapin team that has defeated every single team they've faced by at least 18. And uh, what did we lose by last year when we played Ohio State? Like, Ooh, that's a good question. One, one, it, was, it was within one score, wasn't it? I know it was close. So, um, I, and... Again, we're, we're talking about the same Ohio State team that's not exactly blowing people out. Uh, they only beat uh, Indiana by 20 points. So uh, I think we're a little better than that. They barely beat that bunch of bums from uh, Notre Dame. So Yes, and they beat us last year by 13. So, yes, yeah. 19 and a half is crazy. They're but- worse this year, and we're better. So, and we only lost by 13 last year. That sounds ridiculous. And, of course, always bet wisely, but 
to really bet wisely, always pick against us because we are almost quarter away through our picks for the season. Just to give you a heads up, Tricky has three games going tonight. In case you don't know, we do a favorite, a underdog, an over, an under, and a lock each week. So far, uh, Dave is 12-8 and eight, and Jordan is 10-10. and 10. Lee and Tricky have a lot of games left tonight. No, I only have two tonight, Jordan. I've got uh, Seattle is my favorite oh, at yes. minus one and a half. So you want two and then one. I have uh, Seattle and the Giants under 47 and a half. I got the Rams at a one and a half point dog. Um, and then that Jets-Chiefs game, I took the over. The line was 41 and a half. Final total, 42 points. So just made it with the hook. Uh, So got the over in that one. So two and one so far. If Seattle uh, wins by more than, by two points or more, but keeps the total score under 47 and a half, then I will be four and one on the week. Yes, and Tricky is the hottest turtle head. He is 10 and five going into this week. Dave is 12 and eight. I'm 10 and 10. And Lee who has had back-to-back terrible weeks. He went 2-3 and three this week. He is now 9-11. and 11. Get your golf clubs ready, Lee, because the loser will be caddying the winner at no other than Great Hope Golf Course. So, And I'm pretty sure, Tricky, that means if you caddy, you have to pay, right? And that the, I'm pretty sure that's the unspoken rule. Yes. I mean, now it is customary to tip the poor schmuck at the end of the round after they drag your bags all over the place. And I'm telling you, if you've never played golf with me, I hope you own a pair of chest waders and uh, a couple of cans of off. Because we're playing everything. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. I spend the whole day, and I see the entire course. There's not one spot on that place that's, uh, course in Westover that you're uh, going to miss when I'm hitting the ball. So uh, if you think I'm good at making picks, I'm that bad at golf. So uh, it's going to be a long day to whoever – loses this contest and tricky let's just make it a little more interesting the turtle heads aren't here all of us but you know what me and you are executive producers we're going to make the call here not only will it be 18 holes at great hope and not only will we be caddying and paying for the winner there will be 36 mulligans allowed that is wow. two per hole wow and the goal is to shoot under par that'll be the that'll be a little side bet can we shoot under par with two mulligans per hole I still don't think I can do it. No, Ricky. no, I, because I'm going to use all of mine on the front nine anyway. I, I, I normally play a little better on the back nine. You heard that, Iowa gals. But uh, now the front nine, I, I, I seem to spray it all over the place, So especially at Great Hope. You heard that, Iowa gals. That too. And when Jordan said I'm the hottest turtle head, no, that, that was yes. all for you, Iowa gals. Yes, or Brenda Freeze. Oh. <laughs> Yes, Tricky. Take our tennis 10 seconds away. This is a new segment called 10 Seconds of Tennis. Did you know why they score the rounds the way they do? It's 15, 30, 40, and love. Because originally the scoreboard was a clock. So it's 15, 30, and 45. But for no explainable reason, they just went to 40. But yes, original scoreboard, a clock. Uh. All right, so I did a get-off-your-lawn just about the whole state of Indiana, but there's more, Tricky. Take us away on get-off-our-lawn. 
We like to joke around a lot on this podcast, but one thing we take very seriously is our gambling. Some of us do it for sport. Some of us do it to get the front lawn sodded. But when we make a bet, win or lose, we honor that bet. Now, Indiana, you still have a chance of making good on your bet after we defeated you quite handily this weekend. But come on, Michigan State. I am so thirsty for some of that Fago that I'm, I'm ready to whoop, whoop, and jump through a table. I mean, are you going to pay off your bet or not? Or did you spend that money on uh, the Mel Tucker investigation? So pay up, Michigan State, or get off my lawn. This is Tony Soprano. You mess with the Turtleheads, you mess with the Sopranos. So, unless you want some gabagoo laying in your bed, you better pay up. The gabagoo. The gabagoo. Yo, Jay, hit it. Let's go. This beat is my recital. I think it's very vital to rock around. That's right. On top. It's tricky. It's the tight. Here we go. It's tricky to rock around, to rock around. That's right. On time. It's tricky. It's tricky. 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 And without further ado, Tricky... Do you have any gray poupon? Jordan, I have sad news to announce this week as famed knuckleball pitcher Tim Wakefield passed away yesterday at the age of 57. Uh, he had been battling cancer. He was drafted in 1988 by the Pittsburgh Pirates as a first baseman, hit 40 home runs in college. He was a slugger. But by double-A, his coach told him he would never make it above that level as a skill position player. So he developed a knuckleball. And uh, after a few seasons in Pittsburgh, went to the Red Sox, where he refined his pitch with the help of Joe and Phil Necro. Billy White knows who I'm talking about. And uh, ended up with 200 wins third behind Cy Young and Roger Clemens for most wins as a Red Sox. However, he may be most remembered for the very first pitch of the 11th inning in the 2003 ALCS when Aaron Effing Boone sent the Yankees to the World Series. But rest in peace, Tim Wakefield. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast with Tricky and myself and, of course, the Turtleheads. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Follow us on X, Instagram, and like us and subscribe on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. As always, thank you to all our AWLs. And don't forget to check out our crossover event with OHIO Podcasts on the Big Banner Sports Network. As always, go Terps, go Orioles, go Ravens. Love you. Yeah.